Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. Going to recap the Monday, April 3rd action for you and get ready for Tuesday, April 4th. Another fun-filled day of baseball. Let's talk about some recent news on the Diamond. The Atlanta Braves are making it official. They're calling up the lefty Dylan Dodd to make the start on Tuesday against the St. Louis Cardinals. And as a result, kind of a surprise, but after a very poor first outing over the weekend, Jared Schuster with the demotion of AAA. They won't need another starter for a little bit. They're hoping Kyle Wright will be back by then. But if not, Schuster can come back up after his 10 days and make it happen. But right now, Dylan Dodd up, Schuster down. Dodd pitches on Tuesday and a tough matchup against the St. Louis Cardinals. So uh, tread lightly with the young lefty. Uh, Another move here with the Miami Marlins. Earlier in the day on Monday, Braxton Garrett, a nice nice young pitcher for the Marlins that I've had high hopes for coming in the 2023 fantasy baseball season, got sent down to AAA. But as the one Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. Nothing's official. This is just my pure speculation. But Johnny Cueto left Monday start early with some arm issues, uh, going in for MRI testing on Tuesday. Usually an IEL stint follows that situation, which could bring Braxton Garrett right back up to the fish to uh, make his starts. And that would be a fab move worth keeping an eye on because I'm a big Braxton Garrett fan. And I think there's some viability in that young arm. Going to my Gigantes, the San Francisco Giants had a massive game in Chicago on Monday, but there was a little hiccup in the mix. Thyro Estrada left the game after going two for four with a home run and a stolen base, a.k.a. a combo meal. He, uh, in his last at-bat, fouled the ball. It was hard even to tell on the replay. Was it his foot? Was it his shin? He kind of hobbled for a bit, stayed in the game, collected the walk. They took him out of the game. They said precautionary. So far, nothing's bad. They say he's day-to-day. They'll do some more testing on Tuesday morning. I would imagine you'll probably get the day off on Tuesday, which means you might get some Wilmer Flores action in there for your daily league folks. Hopefully it's not th- serious for Thyro because I am a gigantic Thyro Estrada fan in fantasy this year, but in a great start to his season. So keep an eye on that. Hopefully it's nothing serious just day to day, but um, you never know. In Anaheim, the Anthony Rendon situation, what a special person he is. That's a nice way I'll say it. Um, got an altercation with a fan over the weekend was suspended for five games. He uh, fought it, and it got reduced to four games. He started serving that on Monday night. Gio Urshela uh, slotted in at third base for the Angels, and Brandon Drury played second base. So Rendon should be back this weekend, if that means anything to anybody out there. You know, if you always worry he's going to get hurt to ruin your fantasy team. Now he's just a knucklehead fighting fans. So I don't know what to do with this man. It's a shame. It's a big, big shame. Fernando Tatis Jr., he's due back around 4.20, April 20th, and he's going to begin ramping up for that return as he starts out with Triple A El Paso on Tuesday. 
getting ready. He gives him about a two-week ramp-up period before he joins the Padres, and they will love to have him as they're already one of the best teams or one of the highly talented teams in all of baseball. Big addition when you get there, Fernando Tatis Jr. back in the mix for the Padres. Here's a bummer. One of the fantasy darlings of draft season, Lars Newtbar. That's with two O's and two A's, folks. Lars Newtbar is placed on the IL with a left thumb contusion. He tried to work it out on Monday, uh, and then he just they said, nope, it's it. Going, going to the IL. And as a result, Juan Yepes gets recalled from AAA. Yepes, we know, got a little bit of pop, a little swing and miss, though, as well. So it's a hiccup, and he was kind of the odd man out with so many mouths to feed in St. Louis. So he'll get a chance to get some run there. Alec Burleson will get a lot of run as well. He's been hitting really well. He led the um, International League in batting average last season. That was Alec Burleson did. So both really interesting players. Um, I'd try to get an idea on how they played out. I personally would want Burleson over Yepes. But it just really comes down to playing time because O'Neill will get his, Walker's getting his, Gorman's being DH and Donovan, Edmund, obviously Arenado and and Goldie. Just depends what they do with that last outfield spot. Do they just rotate Yepes and, and um, Burleson back and forth? That means Burleson's got the, the strong side of the platoon. So keep that in mind. But Burleson's the guy I would want if it comes down to picking between the two. Neither one are must-ads, let me put it that way. But Burleson has looked good in small, small, small samples to start this season. A scary one for the Baltimore Orioles and both fans and fantasy managers alike. Kyle Bradish, someone that was really pitching well this spring, expectations were high, took a line drive off his foot, a 104-mile-per-hour line drive off his foot, left the game on Monday night. X-rays were negative, more testing, MRI, and whatnot will be done on Monday. So keep an eye on that. Hope in the best because there was some really, really good stuff he was showcasing this spring, and we'd like to see more of that sooner rather than later. I mentioned on yesterday's show that Mad Bum was going back to Arizona to get tests on his quote-unquote fatigued arm, and we were hoping that meant Brandon Thought or Dre Jameson or something with a pulse, which would be better than Madison Bumgarner on the mound, would get a chance. Well, reports came back today on, uh, on, on Monday that Mad Bum is just fine and that he will make his next start on Friday. Could still be his last start. You never know because it's just really bad for Bumgarner as a Giants fan. I loved everything he gave to us in the postseason. Like it was one of the best postseason runs you'll ever see in the history of baseball. He just hasn't been the same since, and it's a shame. So, and I think he's too stubborn to try to reinvent the wheel like some older pitchers would like to do. So we'll see with Mad Bum. Still keep an eye on Brown and Fought. Still keep an eye on Dre Jameson. Both are much better pitchers than Madison Bumgarner. Both will get their chance. Hopefully, Fought sooner than Jameson because Jameson's in the bullpen right now. But we shall see how that plays out. Max Kepler left Monday's game after hustling down the first baseline, and there was real no initial diagnosis, but he did battle a hip injury all spring training, so it could be something along that line. could have just been like it was a little sore, so they took him out precautionary. It could be more than that, but no real explanation has been given yet. We'll find out more on Tuesday. And then last but not least, a bit of good news on this show. We mentioned it a week or so ago when there's expectations for Liam Hendricks maybe coming back earlier than expected. Well, there's more expectations as the big man himself, Liam Hendricks. It was the White Sox home opener on Monday, gave a heartfelt video speech to the fans, basically welcoming them to opening day. And he says, I am about to begin my last round of chemotherapy. I look forward to seeing you all soon. So again, we'll see. He's got to bounce back from chemo. He looks really healthy, though. I'll be honest, like my dad's gone through chemo twice. And I know other people that have, when they go through that process, they look very weak. They look very disheveled. 
Liam did not. Liam still looked thick and ready to roll. So um, I don't know. Like these athletes are special, special breeds of people. And um, I'm not expecting them back right away, but I'm, I'm actually am expecting them back now this season, which like I told you last week, I was not expecting at first. So really good news there on the Liam Hendricks fun, fun uh, front. Keep fighting the battle and uh, we'll hopefully see him pretty, pretty soon. All right, let's take a little recap around the diamond and folks offense everywhere. It is nuts. We had a couple good pitching. I'm not going to not like, deny that, but even the first weekend of the season, Monday, there is a ton of offense out there, not just stolen bases, just the batting averages are up, the bad ips are up, the power is just everything is it's an offensive game right now. And the hitting highlights, there's many of them, so I only have a few of them. Ryan Reynolds, three for five with two home runs, three runs scored, two RBIs as the Pirates went to town in Boston. So did Boston, surprisingly enough. But um, Reynolds had a big game. He's now hitting 353 on the season with three home runs. Really nice as he's trying to get traded out of Pittsburgh. Bryce Terang, a late-round shortstop target that I liked a ton as a middle infield option. He's going to be shortstop. He'll gain second base eligibility. I really liked this kid. He went two for three with a combo meal, two runs, four RBIs. He had a grand slam, a walk, a stolen base. He did it all, and he's hitting 500 on the season now with one homer, five runs, five RBIs, and two stolen bases. It's going to be tough to get him off the diamond anytime soon. And then Glaber Torres, another guy, seemed like a discounted second baseman, kind of a forgotten man. So I have many shares of Glaber Torres. He went two for two on Monday, leading off for the Yanks with a home run, two runs scored, two RBIs, three walks. He reached base five times on Monday, plus the stolen base, a combo meal. I believe that's his second combo meal of the season because he's 333. He's hitting 333 with two home runs and three stolen bases. Glaber Torres is off to a blazing start for the Yankees, and they're going to need him to keep the train running. So good to see there with Glaber. And then Josh Naylor, another favorite of mine, three for four on the night with a home run, one run, two RBIs, and two walks. So he reached base five times in that extra inning game for the Guardians over the Athletics. On the season now, Naylor's hitting 353 with two home runs. More importantly to me, he's walking 10.5% of the time while striking out 15.8%. I know these are small samples, but I love seeing the play discipline from the big man like that because watching the, the game against Oakland on Monday night, he was hitting the ball very, very hard. Lots of loud contact. It was good to see, plus the plate discipline to top it off. Big things coming from Josh Naylor and company this season. But like I said, tons, tons, tons of offense around baseball, especially on Monday night. So for more details on the day's top hitters and more, check out the daily batter's box article over at pitcherlist.com. Some starting pitching highlights to get you going here. Drew Rasmus, Rasmussen was filthy. We got Jeffrey Springs over the weekend. Well, this is his counterpart. He got it done against the Washington Nationals. Six innings pitch, no earned, two hits, no walks, seven Ks. He had 10 whiffs, a 35% CSW, and those are all impressive numbers. The most impressive thing to me. And this is Rays being raised. I know it's the first start of the year and all. He did all that in six innings on 66 pitches. 66. I know when I was watching the game early, he had four Ks through the first two innings on 19 pitches. He was filthy. He was just just carving up the Washington Nationals. It was glorious to watch this race pitching staff. It, these young guns are just nasty. So good start for Drew. Disco, Tony Disco, Anthony DiSclefani for the Gigantes. I, he was supposed to be the giant six starter. Wasn't even supposed to be involved until needed. Well, he made the start with Manaya backing him up on Monday. Manaya, we don't need to talk about him. That was a typical Manaya outing. Not good. But Disco, six innings, no earned, three hits, no walks, four Ks. Never a massive strikeout guy. Once in a while, he'll put it together. But still 12 whiffs, 30% CSW, 73 pitches. Most importantly for me, we just saw a complete outing from Tony, and I like we weren't expecting that yet at this time of the year. 
So that's something to definitely monitor because he'll be available on a lot of waiver wires, and he might show up in a streaming article or two for one Nick Pollock throughout the season. Just throwing it out there. And then Freddie Peralta, this one I love to see. Six innings, no earn, two hits, three walks, seven Ks. I've always been a big Freddie guy. I was nervous entering the season because after the injury, didn't know how far they let him go to games, the innings for the season, so on and so forth. But he did all that with 12 whiffs, 33% CSW on 85 pitches. The fact I saw 85 pitches was big for me. So that means he can sneak into 100 pitches here and there. And if he's regularly throwing 100 pitches a game, he's back to being the guy I wish I drafted everywhere. Because so I, I had tons of shares in 2022. He got hurt. It happens. I was nervous on the bounce back. That was huge. Make sure to tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and to read his daily starting pitching roundup to get caught up on all the starting pitching action from your Monday, April 3rd. Relief pitching highlights. Just wanted to highlight a couple things here. Derek Law got the save for Cincinnati. An inning pitch, two hits, nowhere, no case. Nothing fancy. He got the start because Alexis Diaz had pitched the prior two games, back-to-back outings. So Law got the got the go. It's still Alexis Diaz's world. Don't get too excited. We did get three blown saves late night. Uh, there might have been a few earlier. I did I missed somehow, but there was three late night ones. Alex Lang for the Tigers blew it against the Astros. Scott McGuff blew it against San Diego. So keep an eye on Miguel Castro. That's a sneaky one if you want to start specking on closers. Emmanuel Clase. This is not good. His velocity keeps going down a little bit each outing. He looks really good over in his second outing against Seattle, which really, really good. Came out here on Monday against the A's, not so much. Um, like I said, the velocity. So keep an eye on Trevor Steven, who got the uh, close over the weekend. He is an electric factory. Everybody will point to James Karinchek. He's been up and down. He's got the pedigree. He's good. But Trevor Steven would be the one I'd keep an eye on. If you're ready, if uh, you need more reliever help and whatnot, check out the daily reliever ranks article on pitchlist.com to get you ready for all of that. All right, we have recapped your Monday's action. Before we get into your Tuesday preview and DFS and much, much more, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with you. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. We're going to give you some DFS targets, some things to look forward to, and more. But before we get to that, Let's get our daily weather update from the one, the only Mark Paquette. Thank you very much, Ryan. Well, our first weather threat of the year comes today, and this is going to be in Kansas City and St. Louis. Kansas City's hosting the Blue Jays. St. Louis is hosting the Braves in a quite the NL matchup. But anyways, there's going to be some severe weather around. We're not going to be shocked to see a postponement for both of these locations. Have to keep an eye out and if you're playing DFS or in your season-long leagues. Get ready to pull the trigger and get some of these players out of your lineup in case there is a postponement. And that's about it. So I will send it back to you. Have a good one. Thanks, Mark. All right, everybody. Let's get going. Here's some DFS targets for you. 
it's a it's a wild slate. Monday was wild. Tuesday there's a little there's more aces pitching, but still, after like five or six guys, it's a murky murky battlefield out there. So I love Tampa Bay once again versus Chad Cool. It might not be cool to be Chad. Uh, Texas going up against Kyle Gibson. They'll be doing some gardening in Paul Sporer's backyard. That'll be fun. And then give me the Philadelphia Phillies against Domingo Herman. I think that could be a breakout game for those Phillies bats. They need to wake up. There's more options. There's a lot of options in uh, on the bats department. Pitching-wise, I'm just going to narrow it down. Like you got Mad Max, got Julio Rice, got Luis Castillo, all fun stuff. I really want to see Shane Bieber against the A's. It's an offense that he should be able to take apart. But we saw him, like the velocity and whatnot was down a little bit in Seattle in his first start. Still six really solid innings, but only three strikeouts. I want to see if Bieber can improve, and I will start him in Daily Fantasy. The other guy's Framber, Framber Valdez. That's my dog. Love Framber. Get you close to a K in inning. Probably get you six or seven innings against the Detroit Tigers. Big fan of Framber. So Bieber and Framber are my main targets in DFS. And that kind of leads me into what I'm looking for. I mentioned can Bieber improve. I'm really looking forward to that. I want to see Framber. Is he a quality start machine? Like like usual, can he continue to be that rock in our rotation? Uh, and then I am still curious. Like Julio Urias is just always a novelty to me. I have a couple shares because I finally went with them. I just can't wrap my head around him, but he continues to get it done. And then I love Luis Castillo. It's another tough matchup against Anaheim. You got Trout. You got Otani. You got Taylor Ward who's heating up. Great spot for um, for Castillo. And then the real interesting thing I want to see. I mentioned there's offense everywhere, and you expect it to pop up from here and there. You know, when Coors is in play, when Great American Small Park, whatever. Well, right now in Fenway Park, it's been bonkers. First, Baltimore and Boston. On Monday, it was Pittsburgh and Boston. So we get Ronzi Contreras and Nick Pavetta on Tuesday night. Two guys that we know can put good outings together, but also can struggle. Like Ronzi, if he has control issues, he might start grooving some, or he goes to the bullpen early, and Pittsburgh bullpen's not great. Pavetta, we know for a fact, he just wants to overpower you. And if he's not overpowering you, he's not going to fool you either. So this could be another one. I, I want to see if this trend, if, is this Coors, Coors Field Light in Fenway? Is it Great American Small Park in Fenway? Whatever we want to call it, I want to see how that one plays out. So it should be a lot of fun there in Boston. And it should be a lot of fun on your Tuesday, folks. It's going to be a, a great set of games. You have a couple early games. You have 11 main games starting at 7 o'clock at night, Eastern time. You got a full day of action. That's all we can ask for as baseball fans. There should be at least one or two day games every single game. That's how it should be. It won't be pretty soon, but we can enjoy it while we can right now. But more importantly, I'm going to wrap it up there. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at BDNTREK, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K, and go check out the wonderful people at PitcherList.com. Become a member of PL Pro, PL Plus. You guys will love it. You got great tools. You got projections. You got optimizers. You got the awesome Discord to talk to, to people that love fantasy baseball and baseball in general. Tons of great stuff over there, so come check that out. But most importantly, come back and check it out again tomorrow as I'll recap your Tuesday, get you ready for Wednesday. But enjoy your Tuesday action. This was the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com for your Tuesday, April 4th. Catch you all later. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at PitcherList. And help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.